Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Janine. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Janine. Good morning. All right, everybody, I want you to know that I am, this is Isaac Curry. I am here, um, and I'm about to press uh, mute for everyone. And as I mute you all, everyone who is on the teleconference, good morning. Uh, you can't, I can't hear you, but you can hear me. Uh, just in case of any technical difficulties, I'd love for you to jump on to our Facebook Live or do know I would try to find a way to rectify our technical difficulties moving forward. Um, I know some of you have my personal number. Try not to call the personal number because it will log everyone else off uh, of the teleconference. So I want to say good morning to those in on our uh, Facebook Live. This is the first time that we're doing this this way um, and do understand that we're working with um, Wi-Fi, so, you know, sometimes that can be helter-skelter, but I'm so excited to have you all here, so I do hope and pray uh, that you all can hear me clearly. Um, my assistant will be on the Facebook Live. Just let me know if you all can hear me clearly from the Facebook Live so I don't have to look at my phone. Um, I'm absolutely excited. It's 6 o'clock on the dot, uh, Central Standard Time. I'm excited. We have uh, Christina Gabehart. We have New York in the house. I'm excited because um, we have people from around the country. Uh, we have Ohio in the house. We have New York. Uh, we have California. Um, we have Africa. You know, I have a relationship with Africa. So we, um, we have people uh, from various places um, uh, that are joining. Uh, I told you all that I was a little hesitant and apprehensive. That was my flesh speaking. Um, and doing this in the month of December, but wouldn't you know that we have more than 250 people who have said yes to the Lord, uh, and even those who have not chimed in yet, um, they'll be able to catch this later. So listen, we're going to jump right in because I want to be very faithful with your time. Um, I don't want to feel rushed as I normally do, but I also want to be very, very responsible with your time. Some of you all are coming from work and you're in the vehicle um, but I'm just glad that you're chiming in. Uh, everyone should know that I will um, be sending out your lessons for the rest of the week sometime this evening. Yes, thank you. Continue to let me know throughout our time together that you can hear me uh, clearly on the conference line and on uh, Facebook. Yes, so everyone listen. Um, I'm speaking to people who will be listening to this recording um, after this recording takes place, and I want to say welcome you. Whenever you're chiming in, this can be the month of January 2020, 2021. I don't know, but thank you for saying yes to the Lord. Uh, this is day one of our 30 days of Level Up Fasting, and I want to help you to build a discipline um, that will change your life. Um, I believe whether you are experienced with fasting or whether this is brand new for you, this is something that will be able to help you. If you have not 
um, chimed in or, or re registered online, please do that because I have some material that's for you that you need to read beforehand. One of the things that I wanted to make clear to you is that you have to be humble. Uh, the enemy will want you to be uh, prideful and not want you to admit um, what you thought was something or something that you need to grow in. And fasting is one of those things where we think that since we've um, have heard about it and we've tried it, you know, since we were young, that we can't be taught new things about it. I want to be able to help you in that today. Um, understand, there is a hack for everything, H-A-C-K, a hack for everything. A hack is an easy way uh, to do something which you've been doing it the hard way your whole life. Right now, we can press, we can type into Google. There is a hack to do anything, or find an easier way to to grocery shop. Um, it's an easier way to clean your house. There's an easier way to break into your locked door if you lock yourself out. There's a hack to keep your windows from freezing um, outside during the winter. But I want to be clear about something. Those who are on this phone, those who are in YouTube, there is no hack when it comes to fasting. There is no hack when it comes to your intimacy with God. There is no easy route. You cannot cut corners when it comes to spiritual things. Hear me clearly. You cannot cut corners when it comes to uh, spiritual things. We want to find a hack to everything. You can Google this all you want to, but what we're doing over the course of this 30 days um, it's going to require sacrifice, and it's going to require you to be accountable to your own self. And it's okay to have accountability partners, but you're going to have to learn to hold your own self accountable uh, in the spirit and all of God's people. Say that, amen. Um, I want to challenge, before we jump into today, today's text, I want to challenge everybody who will be listening to this later and who's listening to this right now. I want to challenge those of you who are doing um, – Let's say the Daniel fast, although you've read the material and I know you found the hack, you know, you know that potatoes and sweet potatoes and white potatoes and rice and all this is technically plant-based, so I'm going to do this. I want to challenge those of you who are willing to be challenged to limit and or omit your potatoes uh, and the rice. And you're going to ask me, well, how do I get my proteins? I want you to get your protein from quinoa, from various nuts, and your edamame. That will give you all the protein that you need. If you really want to be challenged, I want you to begin to bring newer um, things into your diet that you don't normally eat. Not everybody eats edamame on a daily basis. So that's what I wanted to share with you uh, moving forward. Um, the basics of fasting I can't share with you right now. I need you to make sure you listen to the first five episodes of this um, series, which will help you to deal with some of the things that we've already um, been uh, dealing with, and so uh, we'll be very clear about that uh, moving forward. Um, I'm excited to let you know that each of the days leading up to this fast, I've been experiencing an attack, which lets me know that those people who are on this line, those people who are in Facebook right now, that your breakthrough is coming, your growth is coming, what you've been asking God for is coming. I believe that because of the attacks that I've been receiving, and I've been receiving those attacks simply because the enemy does not want what we're about to do to really take place. The day that I sent everyone your packets, um, your, your manuals, the evening, as soon as I sent your manuals to you, my entire website was hacked. 
My email was hacked. They changed my IP address. Um, when I woke up the next morning, I had a bakery on my website. I could not even chime in to my email. If you emailed me, I couldn't receive it. Everything went crazy because and, and so when I was talking to the person who was online, to technician, she was on the other side of the country. She couldn't understand what happened and how it happened so soon. She said, "Every he said whoever it was that hacked you was very clever because they they tracked, they covered their footsteps. So I can't tell where they came from, which I knew where they came from. And so the enemy does not want what we're talking about and what we're going to do to really come to pass. I woke up the the day after that." and my eyes were very low and I'm receiving some type of warfare there and so you can see all the bags under my eyes you know everything that I have to deal with um, and then I woke up this morning and yesterday morning uh, with some of those flu-like symptoms but in the name of Jesus this fast is going forth so whatever ex whatever you're experiencing right now even on your phone whatever obstacles you're, o you're having to overcome wherever you are in the name of Jesus, I am speaking that over your life. I'm speaking victory over your life, power over your life, and authority over your life. Now, having said all of those things, um, I'm grateful to know that there has been breakthrough already happening um, through those people who have been chiming in, who have made the, the mere commitment that you're about to fast and you're about to do things a different way. Someone wrote me this morning. Uh, just sitting here, writing my why and setting my alarms for the gathering, getting my scripture for meditation, I feel empowered. I thank God that he used you to break this stuff down simplistically so we can get our breakthrough. I've considered myself a Christian a long time, but I had no power. Did these things out of habit and religion. Now this, exclamation point, I understand and I'm excited for new knowledge. See you on tomorrow. That's that revelation. And God will be giving you revelation uh, throughout our time together. But do understand revelation requires responsibility. Reve revelation requires responsibility. The more you know, the more faithful and a better steward that you have to be uh, with what God is giving you. If you will, everyone, join me at Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. Today I want to talk from the subject, because I have a few minutes with you, um, just a few minutes. I want to talk from the subject um, on today. Um, you know, just, you have, to, you have to switch things up, right? You have to, you have to switch, um, you have to switch things up. Join me at Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9, Mark chapter 9, Mark chapter 9. And we're talking about switching up your strategy today, switching up your strategy. YouTube, go ahead and like and get ready to share these things to about five people uh, that you know. There you'll find words similar to these. And he, beginning at verse 14, and Jesus came to the disciples. He saw a great multitude surrounding them, and scribes, they were disputing with him. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to Jesus, greeted him. And he, he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with him? Then one, of the crowd, uh, then one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit, meaning that he can't talk. 
It's important for you to know. And uh, wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered, Jesus answered and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long should I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him, and then he, when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. When the spirit, when this unclean thing, let's just call it an unclean thing, when the unclean thing saw that the boy was getting close to Jesus, about to talk to Jesus, that's when he started to attack him more. He didn't want him to get close to Jesus. He didn't want him to talk to Jesus, and so he started to convulse him even more. And he fell on the ground, and he wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? This is important. He says, this has been happening from childhood. So we imagine that this boy is older now, and he's letting Jesus know he's been suffering with what he's been suffering with since childhood, right? He's been struggling for a long time. And he often, uh, and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. This unclean thing has made him to try to commit suicide. Uh, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you uh, can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Someone needs to hear that all things are possible to him or to her who believes. Immediately the father cried out and said, Lord, I believe, but I need you to help my unbelief. When Jesus saw the people uh, came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit. He said to him, deaf and dumb spirit. It's important. It's important for us to know that what Jesus did is Jesus spoke exactly to what type of unclean thing it was that was dealing with or keeping this boy in bondage. He, he called out this unclean thing from hiding, and you have to be able to speak exactly to whatever it is that you're struggling with, not what you think you're struggling with, but sometimes you got to get to the root of the very thing, and you got to be able to expose it for what it is. And many times through prayer, God will be able to reveal to you the very thing that you've been struggling with. You've been, you've been wrestling with the wrong thing. You've been fighting the wrong battle. And so what Jesus does is Jesus begins to speak exactly to what it was that was uh, keeping this boy in bondage. It's, in ha it, it's, it's prohibiting him to hear clearly. It's prohibiting him to speak clearly. And so there is this unclean thing on the inside of him that doesn't want him to talk wants to keep him silenced, and it depends on how deep you want to get with it, makes him feel dumb, or perhaps it keeps him from being able to interact with other people, so I'm going to be silent, and I'm not going to say anything, and the moment that I do want to say something, and I do want to talk to the Lord, I feel it'd be even heavier, but Jesus speaks directly and calls this thing out. He calls him a deaf and dumb spirit, and he tells him, look at what he says. He says, I command you to come out of him and do not return. That's the relief and that's the blessing that many of you need to receive on today as we're talking about switching up your strategy. Jesus tells this deaf and this dumb spirit, I need you to come out of the board, but I also need you not to return ever again. It's important that we know that. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and 
uh, he became as one dead, so that many said, this boy is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, the disciples asked him privately, privately, why could we not get rid of this unclean thing that kept this boy in bondage for so long? And Jesus says, this kind can come out nothing but by prayer and fasting. Prayer is great, but there's some things you've been struggling with that can't change until you switch up your strategy. You have an old strategy. You have an outdated strategy. You've been praying, and you're wondering why your prayers hadn't been able to break this generational thing because he said he'd been wrestling with this thing since childhood. How, how long was childhood? We have no idea. But let's say we're dealing with a generational curse or we're dealing with a, a generational hurt, generational habit, generational um, bad decisions. This has been a long time. This boy has been suffering. He has been struggling and for some reason, he can't seem to shake the very thing he's been struggling with. And then Jesus does it. Now, Jesus approaches. I think it's important for us to know that Jesus is frustrated that he has to do something that he gave the disciples the power to do themselves. So the very thing that Jesus is doing, I want everybody to understand this. The reason why he calls them a faithless generation it's simply because he said, I've already given you all the tools that you need to be able to do the work that I've empowered you to do. I need you to level up. And so, for, so their, 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 their faith level had not risen. Please don't quote me your faith. Having faith of a mustard seed can change everything. If so, then they would have been able to get rid of this, um, this unclean thing. But what Jesus wanted them to understand is that there's some things that can't come out, some things that can't change in your life. There's some cycles, everybody who's listening to me, some, some cycles in your marriages, some cycles in your family, some cycles that you've been dealing with silently cannot be broken until you switch up your strategy. Someone needs to hear this. What you're about to do, what you're about to embark on during this fast is you saying to the Lord, Lord, my strategy is old, and I'm about to switch it up right now. And so I'm humbling myself because I'm not just going to keep praying, but I'm going to incorporate some real fasting into my regimen so, Lord, you can break what needs to be broke. There's a specific type of spirit. There's a specific type of unclean thing that he is wrestling with, and this this unclean thing is wanting to intimidate him so that he keeps his mouth closed. We can look at this text from various different levels, and whatever you're dealing with in the workplace that keeps your mouth closed, you want to speak, but you don't speak, you're afraid to speak, you're in a marriage and you feel like you have no voice, you can't speak, so you just dumb down and you acquiesce, you, you're on a job, you're a supervisor, but you, you want to speak, but you don't speak because you feel like you don't have the right words. Many of us can deal with this dumb spirit in many different ways, so please don't just look at this text and say it does not apply to me because I don't have a problem hearing, and that's probably the problem in your relationship is that every time someone talks to you, you don't hear, you just already speak. And, and so when we look at this text, there's so many different levels when we deal and we look at what this boy is dealing with. He's dealing with a death. He's dealing with the dumb spirit that wants him to shut his mouth 
But what you're going to miss is the real thing here. The real thing is that when you look at the text, the most astounding thing that I don't want you to miss is that this boy had periods where he felt fine, where he felt at peace, and where he felt healed and whole. How do I know this? Because there is a pattern in the text. Don't miss this. There is a pattern in the text. How do I know there is a pattern? Because when Jesus speaks to the unclean thing, he tells the unclean thing never to return again, meaning that there's a pattern with this unclean thing that left this boy sometimes in his life over periods of time, whether it was weeks, months, where he felt like he had conquered everything and he was great and he felt good because the unclean thing was nowhere in the vicinity. And so when the unclean thing would leave, the father was good. He didn't have to seek Jesus. Everything was fine. But the only time I'm going to seek you is when the spirit or when this unclean thing returns. There's a pattern. Don't miss this. There's a pattern in the text. The unclean thing would go, and when the unclean thing leaves, I don't really pray that hard. I don't have to seek Jesus. Everything feels well. It will come, and it will leave as, as much as it pleased. And when it would leave, I felt like I was at peace. I feel like I'm healed. I feel like I'm whole. I don't have any anger. I don't have any disappointment. All the, 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 the things that I'm wrestling with, the, the sexual thing, the pornography, oh, it left. I'm good. I conquered it. The anger, oh, the guilt, the shame, oh, I'm good. I'm feeling great. It's January 1. I pray to the Lord. I feel good. Everything is well. February comes. I'm depressed. I'm despondent again. I thought I beat this depression. It left, but it seems to be coming back. And what I need you to understand, there is a pattern. Pay attention to the pattern in your life. I can't do it. You have to do it. And God will reveal it to you during this season. There is a pattern. The unclean thing has the tendency to come and go as it pleases. Yes, I prayed, it left, I feel good. And now that I feel good, I don't have to do anything. I rest, I let my guards down, everything is good. Reveal the pattern to me, Lord. There's a pattern in my life because there's an unclean thing that when it leaves, I feel like everything is well. But let me get you to understand something. When it will return, he experienced despondency, depression. When it left, he felt like everything was good. A weight was, lift, was lifted, I was good. Everything in this boy's life was consistently inconsistent. Everything he dealt with was consistently inconsistent. What are you saying? There were periods. That's why Jesus says, how long has he been dealing with this? Well, he's been dealing with this hurt. He's been dealing with this pain. He's been dealing with this addiction. He's been dealing with this dependency all his life. I've been dealing with this for so long because I have surrendered to the pattern of the thing that has me in bondage. And so I'm speaking to everybody on this phone, everybody in the video world, you will not surrender to the very thing that has you in bondage anymore. Just because you feel okay today, just because everything seems okay tomorrow and the day after, ask the Lord to reveal to you the patterns that's causing your family to avoid you. Every, everybody on your job, why do they respond to you the way? Because there's a pattern and there's a blind spot that the devil wants to keep you in this pattern. Look, people lie, but patterns don't. Everything in his life was consistently inconsistent, and so don't miss this. 
peace is not peace that is not consistent is not real peace. If it's inconsistent, it's not real peace. If you feel peace today, no peace tomorrow, peace the next day, it's not peace. Wholeness that is not consistent is not real wholeness. That's a seed of dysfunction that's a ploy of the enemy to keep you from pressing in harder. So please don't get the one answer to your prayer on day seven and say, I don't need to fast anymore and I don't need to press in anymore because the devil will want you to keep that pattern up. Ask the Lord to reveal your pattern. You need to share this to someone because someone, as a matter of fact, don't share it hoping they will receive it. Make sure that you're receiving it yourself. Peace that is not consistent is not real peace. And so before I, I leave you and before I, I let you go, I have to let you know that the most important thing in this text, what the Lord revealed to me, was revealing the pattern to you all, that there's a pattern with this unclean thing, and this pattern can take um, on the impression of a generational thing. And so whether you're in a marriage, whether you're single, whether you've moved, changed jobs, whether you're in another state, the pattern will follow you. You can't outrun your pattern. And so you need to ask God to reveal to you the patterns that are keeping you from excelling and from leveling up in your life. What is that pattern in your life? Because you will not be able to enter and conquer the next season as long as you allow that pattern to follow you. I don't care what you have going on in your life. Lord, reveal to me the pattern that's keeping me from leveling up. The things we thought we conquered, the attitudes, the impatience, negative thinking, the fear, low self-esteem, you name it. It's an unclean thing that shows its face whenever it seems like you're about to get close to your breakthrough. Pay attention to the text. I want you to look at this text. I want you to look at this text. Look at the text. Make sure that you pay attention to it. That spirit started to convulse as soon as the boy was walking toward Jesus. As soon as the boy was walking toward Jesus, that's when the spirit started to, to, to ramp up its activity. Because I don't want you to get close to Jesus. I don't want you to face him. If you get close enough to him, he can break the very thing that I have you in bondage to. And so what I want you to understand, there is a pattern. But what you've been dealing with, it might, have been, it might be a short period. It might be a longer period. But just because it feels like you conquered it, you need to pray this prayer. Lord, I want you to release that thing out of me. I bind, I rebuke it, and I do not want it to return. That's the part we forget about. Jesus gives us the blueprint. I do not come back. Because it's one thing to rebuke a spirit or to change something, but the, the text teaches us that unclean things, they come back. Yes, you beat cancer, you conquered cancer, and the Lord healed you of cancer, but here's the thing. Make no mistake. You can clean your temple out, but unclean things have the tendency to return. And so we want that type of healing that things do not come back. Don't settle for the temporary, right? All right, now, so what Jesus then reveals to them, and what I believe he reveals to us is this, is that 
Some things don't come out but by prayer and fasting. What am I saying? Prayer and fasting. Some of the things you've been trying to defeat and conquer in your life, you've been trying to conquer off of willpower alone. And so what Jesus says is when you begin to incorporate fasting into your life, what you're saying is Holy Spirit power trumps willpower any day. What we have a tendency to do is we have a tendency to try to defeat the things in our lives off of willpower. But you've got to take a step back of willpower and say, Lord, I need the Holy Spirit power. The Holy Spirit power will trump willpower every day. And when he says some things don't come out by prayer and fasting, that's a, a Greek word, nastea, which means this specifically. Don't miss this. When he says nastea, some things don't come out but by nastea, not by public fasting, but by private fasting. He's honoring public fasting, but public fasting has a, a role to accomplish. The public fasting, you know, we do the Lent and the church does it and the family does it and everybody does this. You know, that's great. It, it, it serves a role and it's powerful in its own right. But what he's talking about in this text, he's talking about some of that deliverance that comes out by that personal relationship, that personal fasting that nobody sees and nobody knows about. This is why I'm telling you that what you're doing in here, what you're doing for this fasting, it's just not for the world to know. This is personal conquering. This is what the Lord is about to do in your life personally. So he's talking about a private type of fast. And so I want to build up your discipline. And, and what we will understand about fasting is fasting will build your faith. I'm not just talking about supernatural things that will take place, but the end result of fasting is the intimacy with the Lord, and the intimacy will produce the faith that you need to conquer everything in your life. I want you to switch up your strategy, what you've been, what you've been suffering from in silence for years. It's about to dissolve. Your generational hurt, it's about to be broken. You're not, about to be, you're not about to be shut up anymore because meaningful words are about to begin to come out of your mouth. On your job, with your family members, in your marriage, in your friendships, you're about to speak meaningful things. Your mouth will not be shut up anymore. There's a death, there's a dumb spirit, an unclean thing that the enemy wants you to surrender to. That's pretty much our time today, but I want to make sure that uh, everybody understands that I'm here with you, that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm praying with you, and that my prayer is that the Lord begins to reveal the unclean things uh, in your life, the patterns in your life, if you don't like that word, but it's true. There's activity in your life that doesn't want you to continue with this fast, that wants you to find every reason to lose interest. Everyone can fast well on day one. Everyone can fast well by day five. But what are you going to do during the second week? Pay attention in your journal. Pay attention to your energy level. Pay attention to your interest because you need to be here tomorrow. You need to be here the next day. When you, when you begin to feel that disinterest, when you begin to feel that indifference, pray and speak against that with the power that God has already given you. Amen? I need you to do this. I need you to speak over your life. I need you to speak over your family's life. And I rebuke. I bind um, everything in your life that's keeping you from standing and operating in the confidence that God has already given you. I believe it and I see it, 
and I love you, and I love what God is doing for you and in you. So this last thing I encourage you to do, make sure if you're on Facebook, you hashtag this, a level, or L with the up uh, thing, with the up sign. Share this with five people. Those who are in that teleconference, make sure that you get to social media, wherever else you have influence, and share this. Transfer this to as many people as possible. And I promise you, understand this, as you do transfer it, do expect some type of warfare. All right? I love you with the love of Jesus Christ. Today, I want you to write in your journal. Today, I want you to set your face toward the Lord. Today, I want you to make sure you carve out time to pray and sit alone with the Lord. Today, I want you to make sure that you carve out two times. This can be the first time, or maybe this isn't the first time. And the second time in the evening, I want you to carve out time just to be alone with the Lord. Do not expect supernatural results if you're not making the sacrifice that you need to make. Your flesh does not want it. Trust me, I know this. Your flesh does not want this to happen, does not want this to take place. Every reason why you don't need to be here. But listen, each week I'm going to deal with different things that's going to help you to level up. So don't come to week don't come to day 1 and say you didn't get what you need or week 1. Each week, I'm going to deal with a series of different things that will ultimately help you to increase your power and your authority. It's not a quick fix. I love you with the love of Jesus Christ. It's 632. That's been a little under 20-something minutes. You all, I will see you later. May Jesus Christ be with you. May his power be with you, and may you walk in the strength that God has for you today, tomorrow, and forevermore. I'll see you on tomorrow, Lord willing. Amen. What I what I am doing right now is I am going to um, leave the lines open for those who are remaining behind who may need to ask a question or two. I'll leave it open for thank you. I, uh, those who are on Facebook, thank you for your words. I plan to walk with each of you, those who are in, who are out of town. Uh, Christina, I love you. I love you with the love of Jesus Christ. Y'all like this. Y'all share it with as many people as possible. Um, and also hashtag switch up the strategy. Switch up the strategy. I have to switch up my strategy. Um, what I'm going to do, Deneen, I love you. Uh, Mitch, bless you. Um, I have about one or two questions I'll be able to ask and answer or answer, and then I'll bid you all a good morning. Uh, so let it be. Yes, so I'll take one from our teleconference. Do I have a question? Do I have a question on YouTube? I mean, on, on Facebook? All right, well, listen, I won't keep you all. I kept you all long enough. Uh, we start promptly at 6 o'clock on tomorrow. May Jesus Christ be with you. You all have a good day. Thank you.